Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. As we start the new week, we want to get back to the scriptures that you suggested for us to cover on a road trip. Um, we're not on the road trip, but the scriptures are so fantastic. We want to just spend some time and talk about each one of those that you suggested. So today is a verse from the Old Testament, the book of Zechariah. But before I read it to us and jump in there, I want to give you a little bit of the backstory so you kind of know who the characters are and what's going on, okay? So, if you know the broad picture of once we get to the, the time of the kings in Israel, you have King David, his son Solomon, his son Solomon reigns when the temple is built, it's this fantastic time of prosperity and peace and God blesses, but Solomon, towards the end of his life, becomes so involved in paganism, you know, all that wisdom that God invested in him and he just kind of goes off the deep end in a big way at the end of his life. And probably the greatest evidence for that was his son, Rehoboam, who abandoned God and uh, made very unwise decisions. And so uh, when Rehoboam became king, the kingdom was split. So the northern kingdom, 10 tribes went north. They became known as Israel. And the southern kingdom is Judah and Benjamin, those two tribes, which included, that would include Jerusalem. And they were known as the Southern Kingdom, or Judah. So you have Israel, or the Northern Kingdom, and you have Judah, or the Southern Kingdom. So um, this went on for several hundred years, but um, because both the Northern Kingdom, the Northern Kingdom first, and that's another story, and we, I think we've talked about that before, we'll circle back around, uh, and the Southern Kingdom eventually went into captivity, and that is their enemies came and overtook them. So the Northern Kingdom went first. They were overtaken by the Assyrians. Eventually, when the Southern Kingdom was taken into captivity, they were taken to Babylon. When they were taken to Babylon, uh, God said, you're going to be in captivity for 70 years, but then I'm going to bring you back. Well, when they were taken to captivity in Babylon, the Babylonians just leveled Jerusalem. It was just a pile of rubble. It took down the temple. Everything was just leveled to, to rubble. So when, uh, after the 70 years was completed, and it was, um, a lot of times when, it, when we're telling the story, you know, the, in the 70 years were completed, and, the, and God did this miracle, and this king actually helped facilitate sending them back. It sounds like happily ever after, doesn't it? It was, this is what happened. They learned their lesson. In fact, if you talk to um uh, religious Jews today, they'll tell you, no, we never went back to paganism after the captivity. So that cured them of that. They never went back to paganism. They weren't setting up Asherah poles or, or idols to Baal. They never did that again. So they came back from Babylon, this little remnant. And although it sounds like happily ever after, there was so much ahead of them because you got to remember when they get sent back, they're sent back to a pile of rubble. Now, God had moved the heart of this king to send them a lot of supplies, but still, um, having a, the supplies and building from nothing, essentially, is a pretty tall challenge. So they get back and they start building their dwelling places, but their big goal, really, from God, a God assignment is to rebuild the temple. There's no wall around the city, but they're going to rebuild the temple first. So first they rebuild an altar, and they bring sacrifices to worship God, and then they start working on the temple. And they get the foundation down, and something happens. Um, uh, I'm going to, to interrupt for just a minute. I'm going to drop down below in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. In the summer of 2020, Mark did a series called Restart, and he did a sermon on this story that was really, really powerful. And I hope if you have time, you'll go back and watch that. So they get the foundation down and something happens. I'm going to get you to go either watch the sermon or read it for yourself to see what happens. But as a result, 
um, the enemies come and shut them down. They're all discouraged. They're afraid. They quit working on the foundation on the temple at all. Basically, they're just cowering. And for 15 years, they're, um, they're just in a bad place. They feel overtaken by their enemies, or shut down at least by their enemies. They are back in their homeland, but they're beginning to kind of dissipate into that surrounding culture again. Remember, that's, that's kind of the default. Now, they're starting to kind of, um, they're, they're starting to kind of, in some cases, kind of sympathize with the enemy. Maybe even marry within that. I, I'll get you to go read that. But this is when we have our verse. It's a time of discouragement. Um, everything's been shut down. But now the king has changed and it's been cleared up that they have permission to build and so they need to get started again and so zechariah the prophet or the preacher that god is speaking to he's taken his message that god gives him to zerubbabel who is leading the people to rebuild the temple so i hope that background helps you a little bit i hope you'll go dig on your own read the book of ezra read the book of haggai and zechariah and you'll get be able to flesh out the picture more okay so here's our verse zechariah 4 6 then he said to me this is what, now it's an angel. And just to give you a little definition here, when it says, then he said to me that he is an angel that's talking to Zechariah and me is Zechariah. So then the angel said to Zechariah, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. This is really good because Zerubbabel doesn't have force. He doesn't have an army. He, he doesn't feel strong. He's just working with these people. Um, but what, what the message that's coming to Zerubbabel from God through Zechariah, the prophet or the preacher, is that's okay. It's God that's going to do this through you. It's God that's going to do this through you. Now, Mark just preached this last weekend about fulfilling our purpose. Each one of us has a very unique destiny, a very unique story to live out that God has designed just for us. And this was Zerubbabel's story. But let me tell you one little thing about Zerubbabel that I find really fascinating, and that is Zerubbabel has an identity he doesn't even really fully understand. And that is, now I'm sure he knows he's in the lineage of David, and he that's it, he's in the lineage of David. But why is that important? Remember, the we call it the Davidic covenant, that God said he was going to send the Messiah through David. You know what? You'll find Zerubbabel's name in the Old Testament. But you'll also find his name in the book of Matthew because he's in the lineage. He's in the genealogy of Jesus. He didn't fully understand that right here. But isn't that awesome? God sent this man to do a really hard job to lead a, a very mixed up, discouraged, uh, confused people to do this, this work that's for God. And Zechariah the preacher's telling him, God said, I know you don't feel strong. And I know you don't feel powerful, but God's going to do it. God's going to do it through you. And let me tell you, my friend, if I've learned anything in my life, I've learned that there's, if there was ever anything done in my life that honored God, it was God working in me. It wasn't my talents or uh, my special ability. I don't have very many of those anyway. But um, the, to be used of God, and there's a great song that Mark and I very much enjoy from way back in the, I don't know, 60s or 70s. But that's our desire, is to be used by God. And knowing that when God is using us, we might not even know it. And we might not even see the results. You know what? I don't know that Zerubbabel had any clue how God was going to use 
how he lived out his life to impact generations to follow, and in fact, you and I. Isn't that awesome? It's not by force, it's not by strength, but by God's Spirit. That's how God's going to accomplish things in our life, just like he did with Zerubbabel. So I hope that blesses you. What a great uh, verse, what a great story. And you know what? This I think if there's one big lesson for us to learn besides where the power comes from is it's not happily ever after yet. And that would be true in our lives too. It's not we 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 have this yearning for the happily ever after and it's coming. It's coming. But it's not here right now. And we need to keep living out our life being obedient and letting God use us and work through us and we'll have that that happily ever after is coming in fact if you read in Zechariah, you'll see a little bit of that at the end of the book. So I hope that I'll get you to go pick up your Bible and read that story for yourself. I would love to hear comments. I, someone wrote us just in the last week or two, and one of the most exciting things that I've heard lately was that they actually picked up their Bible and were reading these books. Yay! I hope you'll do that. If you do, drop us a comment. I would love to hear, either on our Facebook group page or here on YouTube. I would love to hear if you did that, if you went and got your Bible and read this, and what things you discovered. Um, I've done a few little segments here. I can't remember what I've said in which, but, I, but in case I didn't say it earlier. If you go read the book of Zechariah, there are at least eight Messianic prophecies that I think you'll recognize. Look for those. It's like digging for treasure. But go read. It's a short book. Go read the book of Zechariah. See if you can find some of those Messianic prophecies, prophecies that talk about Jesus. And see if you can find them. I would love to hear from you. Okay, I think I've probably gone over five minutes. But thank you so much for watching or listening. And I hope this is a blessing to you today to remember that it's all about God working through us. And that's the most exciting thing we can do in our lifetime is to let God use us. I hope you'll do that today. Let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Father, we're so thankful for the life that you've given us. Thank you for the uniqueness. Thank you for the great love that you have for each one of us to design a specific story that's just for us, a specific job that just we will do for your glory and honor. And I pray that each and every one that's watching or listening will understand that, that you have designed a special story to live out just for them. And wherever this moment finds them, whatever struggles they might be in, may they be encouraged to know that we don't have to look within ourselves to find strength or power. We need to look to you because you are all-powerful, whether it's healing or direction, financial provision, the complexities of this life, the oppression of the problems around us. None of these things are too hard for you. Um, sometimes we might feel like Zerubbabel just sitting on a pile of rubble and where do we start? It just seems so overwhelming and the enemy seems to have the upper hand. But Father, we know that you're defeating the enemy and that you do have a plan and that you're working all things for good. And we want to trust you with that. We want to be obedient to you. And I just pray that you would wrap your arms of love around each and every person that's watching or listening. Draw them close to you. Lift the veil that the enemies put on our eyes and help us to see clearly how much you love us and how much you're in control and you're taking care of us. Please bring healing to those that are suffering and comfort for those who have endured losses even in this last week. So many, Father, so many. And I, I know the pain seems unbearable right now, and I just pray that you would bring comfort as only you can. Carry us through these hard days with your power and your love. And we're going to give you the praise and the honor and thank you for it. And we ask all these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I hope that uh, you will know God's blessings in your life today, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on Noah's Window. God bless. Music